You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. I'm super excited to be here. I'm always excited to be here. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and guess what? Today we are celebrating my 10 year anniversary. Yes! So the people are like, Michelle, why are you doing the show? And then you got an event later today? Cause I wanted to talk to this lady today. It was just gonna just set me off today. So yes, 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 yes. So we have things to cover. But first of all, thank you to all the new listeners that are checking us out. Let me give you a little bit of background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating to connect and raise awareness regarding issues that impact, impact us women. And we do it by way of community service, public speaking, mentoring, um, the uh, workshops and the arts. And we've been doing this particular platform. This is our seventh season. So we've been doing this for seven years. This, this lady to my right, she was here with me way back in the day when I had um, some photographers and we talked about all about photography. And I had, I thought some of the most influential ones in the business at that time. And so I saw her the other day and I was like, you are amazing. It's time to just bring you back and just give you the whole time for you because you're just doing some dope work. So without any further ado, today's topic is something in the way she moves. Mm-hmm. Don't you like that? I do like it. <laughs> I, I hear that in my head. It's actually the way the Beatles were singing it. Something in the way she moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something like no other lover. It was beautiful. Anyway, I won't try to sing, but that's where the topic came from for inspiration. And so my guest today is Melissa Alexander, a.k.a. Phyllis Iller. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You, you are yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. look amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah. So do you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You just, you know, my nickname. Can I say your nickname on the air? Can I? Can I say? Mm-hmm. I call her Juicy. <laughs> You do, and, she and, that, and, you've, and you've done that consistently yeah, since, for like yeah, some years since, now. Since we met, we <laughs> met uh, years ago, and we met off the off the love of Rasirius, who's my DJ today mm-hmm. at the event, and Tor Torres, and you were doing we were doing a, um, an event like at the park, and you were cool enough to work with us to do our little com- commercial yeah, little video, yeah. and that's how we met. And you were like, I like your energy, and I like I like yours too, yeah, man. and we connected yeah man and then you were doing some things at the crib like you know invite only but she was like yo come on over i typically just you know play with my camera take a couple of pictures mm-hmm. i talk to you get to know you sometimes we play games we have mm-hmm. game night we just chill <laughs> i did a couple of those but yeah i came over and you took like the dopest yeah man that was you know that was some years that yeah. was like Maybe about five, six years yes, ago ma'am. now. Yes, ma'am. And wow. we were talking about your goals and your dreams and yeah, your aspirations. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. And people love the black and whites because I was in a space of, you know, darker skin, melanin women. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're not often captured the mm-hmm. right way. Mm-hmm. And I, I had always trepidation about it. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was just going to be like, too, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes sense. And you were like, no, no, nah. I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. And you took some really great pictures of me. It was Thank it was you. a good time, man. That, that was, was um awesome. that was back when like I was still figuring things out yeah. and I was still trying to understand lighting and I was still trying to understand what exactly a camera does. Mm. And not in terms you know, I was yeah. know the function yeah. of it. Right. But what could I do with it yes. to 
what was I trying to say? What was I trying to convey? I just know that I really wanted to make people feel special mm. and make them feel beautiful. Yeah. And it was like, for me, it's kind of like, yo, if you tell me I don't take good pictures or I'm not really sure about taking pictures right. or any of that type of stuff, I'm like, that's who I want to work with because yeah. I want to show you, yeah. you know, what you look like. Yeah. So. You do a great job. And then, you know, you're all about community. I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to try not to be because... You're awesome and you touch different pockets, right? Yeah. And I want to talk about that day because at that day when we when we had our time and mm-hmm. you taking pictures of me and I was laughing and smiling and mm-hmm. just feeling beautiful because you made me feel that way just in our conversation. You shared your dreams. You were working for someone at that time. I was. And you were like, uh, yeah, I'm really trying to figure this out. You know, me and my daughter are good. I'm good. I love my neighborhood. I'm good. I, I, I'm just feeling like the universe is telling me. I need to step out. And then shortly after, what did you do? Yeah, I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I quit. I peaced out to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, you know, it's it was it was like, you know, sometimes you know when you get a feeling in the pit of your stomach mm-hmm. and you just like, hey, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. Like or you even feel crazy thinking about considering it or when you're in the act of it, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but something is telling me that this is the right mm-hmm. thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's something literally in the way she moves, right? right? And then it was, and then it was came to a day where I think I might have been running late, and I knew I was going to be late for work, and I was like, if I'm running late and I don't care, it's time for it's me time. to leave, right? Yeah. It's time for me to break out. Right. So I walked into that job, that and day? I. That the day, yeah, that day, yeah. not yeah, that day. Like I walked into the job and I was the first person to get there for my my team. Mm. I was always the first person, and I looked at my desk mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, I can't do this one more day." Wow, <laughs> I can't do this one more day. I can't do this. I can't. I can't sit here and say, uh, "Thank you for calling State Farm. This is Melissa. How may I assist you today?" Ooh. She right, the voice. Too. Yeah, I do have the voice. Yeah. Right, I have the voice for it. Um, but I knew that there was a better way for me to help people. I got tired of telling people no. Um, in that way, like when they're at their lowest, when they've gotten a car accident, or they, all these different things. Yes, I got yes. to tell them no so many times. I was like, yo, just, then the culture, all of that thing. So when I walked in, I looked at my desk and I was like, can't do this, right? And I was like, I think I'm about to quit. Oh shit, I'm about to quit. I'm quitting. <laughs> Right? So I gathered up all the good pens. I got a couple notebooks. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff they'd be leaving out. That's Took strategy. all that stuff. That's called an exit strategy. I pushed in my chair. And I walked out. And I, on my way out, I handed my badge to um to to the guard. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, I'm not going to need this. And he was like, dang, you're the third person this wow. week. It was a Monday. It was a Monday when this happened. And wow. When he said that, I was like, how? Three people already quit. You know, but, but the thing is, is that like, what, that was October 16th. Yeah. 2017. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because Five my birthday ago. is October 13th. Mm. I had just had a really great weekend with my family, mm-hmm. with my friends. Mm-hmm. I felt celebrated. I felt good. Yes. All loved, those, all those loved. moments that, yeah, that I'm not able to like really like take a, advantage of. Right. Um, because I was working so much wow. for someone else. I was like, yo, I feel like my time should be my own. Yeah. And that's when that Monday I walked in there and I was like, yo, I'm not doing this no more. Uh, I felt great for, 
Man, I felt great for like a day. Man. And then. The reality hit? And then I was talking to my homegirl, my best friend, and I was like, Yonika, what did I do? She was like, dog, I don't know. I don't know, man. She was like, you know, I, I got your back, but I'm not sure why you left. I'm not sure. You know, she was like, I, I can't help. Like, I can't help you. Like, you know, I told my mom. My mom was like, yo, you left 40 hours a week. You left health care. You left your paycheck every two weeks. I was like, yeah, because I, I was drowning. Yes, I was yes, dying. I was happy. I was drowning. I wasn't happy. It was happy. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. and I felt what I felt from photography Ooh. was like it felt like I was in a dark place and photography was like shining on yeah. me. And it was just kinda like it was almost like some Morse code in the distance. Like, <laughs> like lights, you know what I'm saying? I could yeah. see something beep, in beep, the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I could see it and I was like, What is that light over mm. there? And the closer I got, the more I started to feel more like myself. And the more the closer I got, the more I started to say It's beautiful. Yo, I I think there's really something I could give people here um, in a way where I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself. And the more I enjoy myself, the more into it I'll be. And the more I was into it, the more encompassing it became. The more I was like, yo, this is my life now. I want this to be my life. And from from October 16th, 2017, it's been nothing. I mean, it's been up and down because I'm my own business owner and all that stuff. And I got to figure out every month. It's going to be different than the last month. That's right. But the happiness I feel, the overwhelming happiness, and the fact that I don't got no one saying, yo, you know, Melissa, your lunch break was a little long. (laughs) Instead of the 30 minutes, you went to 36. And we need to discuss... Or, you know, or, or me saying, oh, um, yo, my, my daughter's, my daughter's sick. I had to tell them this one time. Yeah. I was like, yo, my daughter has a 106 fever mm, at that's school. That's a radio station. You know, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. My daughter has a radio station yeah. fever. Word up. 106. And yeah. they was like, um, I was like, the, the school is telling me to come pick her up and I got to go. And he, my manager was like, was there anyone else that can go to her? You're going to tell a mom that they can't go to their child yeah. when they, you know? So for yeah. me, it was just kind of like, yeah, it was a no brainer, mm-hmm. but I didn't just quit willy nilly. Mm-hmm. It was, I had been building things, you know, I had a nine to five, mm-hmm. but I still had my five to nine. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? The hustle, the, the, hustle, the hustle, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that I was doing that at night. So by then I had built up enough, not so much. I probably, if I was going back, I might not have quit right at that moment. <laughs> but it made me hungry. It you know what I'm saying? I was hungry. hungry. I was like, yo, I scare money don't make none. I got to get up. I got to do what I can. And then it was like the the next thing I knew, right? I had, it was maybe December. I had two integral phone calls. I had a phone call from. Makiba, who worked, um, who worked at the Spelman Museum. Shout out to Makiba. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Makiba. Um, well, when she when she yeah, was over there, so yeah, when she was yeah. over there, right, so she hit me up, and then Carlton from um, Black Men Smile, mm-hmm. who was also a professor at Emory, mm-hmm. hit me up, and they both was like, "We would like for you to partner with our schools for projects," and nice. I was like, "And you're paying?" And they was like, "Yeah, we're yeah, paying." Absolutely. And I was like, "All right." I said, okay, well, if I can make this thing happen until March, I'm going to keep going. 
Yeah. And I was like, if it's not, if they ain't nothing doing it by March, right, right, you know what I mean? I was like, there's only so much out. I can, you know, just mm-hmm. only so much weight I can bear. But if, if, if I'm, if I see something that is saying, yo, keep going by March, mm-hmm. then I'm going to keep going. And it's been going since then. Since five years ago. You're celebrating your fifth year of being like that's wild. The timing of this is amazing. <laughs> that's wild. It's I not just think my anniversary, like yours too. This month, yeah. you got a birthday and your freedom ticket. Like being an entrepreneur and self-employed, it's beautiful. Yeah. Doing the thing that you love the most, truly, and you're so good at it. I want to take a step back because I, I think for some of the people, I, like I said at the beginning. You were with me years ago. Like mm-hmm. we we were in a different location, it was a different setting, and now it's different. But where are you from? People need to know where you're from because you have an energy and a vibe that I immediately re- relate to because it feels so up north ish. You know, it feels <laughs> so like you know what I'm saying. I'm from it the Bronx. It feels so boogie down ish. Like I feel like when I see you, I need a pal. Like what's good? Like that's how I feel. When I um. So my family is from New York. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's why I was raised by a a man from Brownsville. Yes, Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, right. You you know what I'm saying? He's from Brownsville. Then my mom is from, um, she was born in Harlem, but she lived upstate. Yes, okay, um, okay. Around Kingston, that area, Woodstock. Yes. So I always had that sensibility. Um but I was born in California, and before I was 10, I lived in California, Texas, Maryland, and Connecticut. Wow, like right. A- so my dad was in banking, and he transferred a lot. Okay. So it's like I never really grew to have uh, an accent, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, for people to tell where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of an attitude. But I, I sound like... Yeah, my parents, mm-hmm. but it's still softened because I've been here since I was ten. Mm-hmm. I've been in Georgia since I was ten. Um, I consider myself a southerner, okay, right? But the thing, right. but the thing is, is that while I do have like the sensibilities of a southerner, of like in like the way you're supposed to like when you walk past someone on a porch, mm-hmm. you look at them and you say hello, you say hi, right? Or you wave, you wave. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta have no long conversation, but you know, or or if you're walking past someone on the streets, you you know what I'm saying? How you doing? Hey, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, hey, how's it going? mm -hmm, Hey, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yes. Don't gotta be a whole bunch. You hold, you know, certain things, right? So I feel very much like a southerner, but when I go, but when I go up north and I know that's how I really know that I'm from down here because I just was in New York a couple of days ago and I'm sitting here like, you know, smiling at people and they looking at me like, yo, what's wrong with her? <laughs> you you, you are right. You gotta tone that down. No, I'm not from here, right? You gotta tone that down. Yeah, you gotta you have to tone it down. Yeah. But but at the same time, being down here because of who I was raised by, I seem a little more like not gruff with it, but uh, I seem a little more hard hard body. Mm. I'm not hard body at all, which is so funny. But I seem a little bit more hard body because. My father's from Brownsville, mm-hmm. and he don't play that, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm from Jonesboro, Georgia, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> what Jonesboro, you claiming Georgia. Today. That's what you claiming Graduated and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Melissa, I want to ask you, how come the '90s is such an influence or inspiration to you? Why is it so special? The '90s? Yeah. Why is I'm that a so '90s special? kid. Why is that so special to you? Well, yeah, people. 
Ooh, I'm a 90s isn't kid. That so, so the music, the culture, all that, you just embrace yeah, all like, I mean, for people that can't see you, the people that are listening to you on podcasts and stuff, she's got the round-the-way hoops on, like the big earrings. She's got her name. Like, those that don't know, like, getting your name on the necklace was oh, the yeah. thing. Yeah. I got one. <laughs> still got mine. So why the 90s? You well, born? let's shout out to you for still having yours, but, like, uh, the 90s, you know, like I said, I'm a 90s kid. I mm. consider myself... I used to call myself like hip hop's little sister, mm, but really I nice. think I'm like hip hop's second sister. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like little, little sister, because okay. I came of age when, like, I remember hearing electric relaxate, like moment that, you know, they all say, oh, what's the, you know, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Right. For me, Come on, it was, it, right, right. Love that movie, right. But it was, <laughs> it was. Being seven, maybe seven years old, eight years old, yes. and listening and hearing electric relaxation Ooh. through my brother's door. My God. Right? And being like, just hearing the bass and like all of that. And I just remember being like, dang, what is that? Like that feels, I don't know what it did to me, but it was a moment that I won't forget, yeah. right? And it's probably going to manifest up, manifest itself in like a, a film or something that yeah. I do one day. I we'll talk about that. But because of that, right, thinking about what was that, 93? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. When that album came out. So it's like 90, like nine, the 90s form. And then, okay, I'll say this. Even for how my life has gone, it's like my parents divorced in 96. And that was a really traumatic experience for me, right? Okay. And it defines a lot of my life. Certain things that happened then, I'm still dealing with now. Okay. Right? Okay. Emotionally and all mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. So when I think about 93 to like 95, it's really like the calm before the storm, right? And it's the sweet spot before the storm. Right. And so it's like I hold and I cherish that a lot. So I think not just about the music that was coming out. I think about the fact I look at my brother who's seven years older than me. Mm -hmm. So seeing him try to form a singing group like Shy, right? And him and his <laughs> him and his boys downstairs practicing, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Or, or or I think about my cousins who were from New York that live with us and they going to school in Hartford and seeing how they were dressing and seeing like, you know, and listening to the slang and then mm -hmm. going to New York and visiting and stuff. So it's like it's like all of that created um a sense of nostalgia right uh an appreciation yeah. for the era yeah. and then even prior to that you know i'm born in 85 so mm -hmm. how much of the 80s do i really remember right, right? right, right you know right, what i'm saying like maybe. not Three. as much mm -hmm. but it's still an appreciation for this culture that is that has been the backdrop of my whole entire life mm. you know what i mean and it's like even though i don't necessarily consider myself hip-hop sister number one because mm. i don't right there's a lot of albums and stuff that mm. i haven't heard mm -hmm. it's in me it's right in I, I i lean more towards 70s soul mm -hmm. and like 60s soul and mm -hmm. stuff like funk and all that jazz mm -hmm. all that mm -hmm. that's more my that's more my shit right there okay but um in terms of how I move and what is laid the foundation of me, you know, that's easily like mm. the 90s and, mm. and that hip hop mm. feeling. Mm. Right? They say, you know, most people say, at least in the hip hop space, that the 90s was the best decade for hip hop. Mm -hmm. It just infused a lot of great artists, a great, great tracks, mm -hmm. great music, great lyrics. Just people can remember 
where they were mm-hmm. when certain things were played on the radio mm-hmm. like the first time like you know your remembrance of first time you heard that track and it was like wow you were like what is that what and is so that feeling it was like man if you didn't know hip-hop then whew, you might have missed some stuff. <laughs> You like were, seriously, seriously, when I, when I, like when I hear people, like when I hear people who are like, mm, like between like at the low end, <laughs> low end theory, but at the low end thinking about like maybe like 42, mm. like, you know, mid to late forties, early fifties, mm-hmm. when I hear stories, their stories about when they were younger and like I can only imagine what it's like to be 18 19 years old in 1992 mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and and how how culturally um like the cultural revolution that was going on because it was like now hip-hop is becoming this thing that's um becoming more mainstream yes. it's becoming much more accepted yes and all of that and you have this collective spirit of like owning blackness again and then you know and and like coming together i can only imagine what that was like mm, was i mean dope. it was dope it must have been incredible <laughs> it was very incredible and then, you <laughs> the know, jams the like whole, the dancing the whole, the, the, the house thing. music the all the, the like, whole thing the, and the, all then, of it and you know for me melissa and i think you know i shared this with you previously but i'll lean it in for the listeners um i was born in the bronx born and raised been mm-hmm. in atlanta a long time but my roots come from the Bronx. And so I came from the projects where Africa Bambata was spinning. Like what? we came from the same project. So we, I came from Bronx River projects. Um, earlier this year, I had Mr. Biggs on my show from Soul Sonic Force just connecting because we grew up in the same neighborhood and the whole thing. And it was just dope. So to be a part of the birth of it is amazing. It's mind blowing. And so I definitely continue to stay tuned in and plugged into it because change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Right. But I appreciate those that continue to bridge the gap because we got, it is a culture that's not going away mm-hmm. and it is life changing. And so I wanted to talk to you about, you know, I, I know I'm not heard you, but I know you like music. So did that help spawn off maybe that little DJ phase or how did <laughs> We become like a DJ, like a selectress, like doing stuff. When 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 did that come into play and why? Um, you know that's that's funny because, damn, <laughs> I haven't thought about I haven't really thought about that in a long time. But honestly, honestly, I wanted to become a DJ from the time I was a teenager, like when I was about mm. sixteen. Wow, I was listening to a lot of house and trance music mm-hmm. and like drum and bass and stuff. I see. I see. And I was like, I was like, oh man, yo, I want to be a DJ. I want to rock these right. like big stadiums yep. and all this kind of thing. So I'd ask my father for turntables. And um, that particular Christmas, I didn't get turntables. I got a camera. So that started the camera journey, gotcha. right? But the the desire to be a DJ never went away. Now, what what transformed things was once I moved to it. I graduated from high school in two thousand three. Went to Georgia State, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, the Georgia State dorms were right next to Apache Cafe, Ooh. right? So I would go Ooh. over to Apache Cafe on Tuesdays for Drez's mic club. Yes. And, like, it would be so much fun. And I was like, yo, this is hip-hop. Yes. Like, in my face, yes. this is battle, ciphers, <laughs> all this stuff, right? And I was like, I want to do that. Um, I, I, I want to be a DJ. I, 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 I feel like I could do this. Yes. So, of course... 
in meeting people during that time, I met and eventually formed a relationship with a gentleman named DJ Ox, right? Mm-hmm. Ox um, unfortunately passed away about a year after I met him. Um, but in that time, um, I remember talking to him a lot about DJing. And I was like, I think this is what I want to do. He was like, you sure? Because, you know, it takes a lot. And I was like, blah, blah, you know, going back and forth. But before we could really, like, start my training, he ended up getting sick and mm. passed, right? Sorry. So as my homage to him, mm. I promised myself and the community um, at his, um, his like, funeral, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. that I would, I was like, yo, I'm going to do this thing. And I did it, right? I did it for a couple years. And I carried crates, and I was digging through it. vinyl because I was like, "Yo, if I, if, I was like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do this thing, I have to do it, it for real. Yeah, like I gotta know crazy. what it's like to have. I gotta up. remember. I remember watching Ox pick up crate after crate. Yeah, you know, and his back be hurting, and his fingertips would be dusty. And I was like, I want that, right? And yeah. so that's what that's the experience I had. Um, but it was during that that I realized, yo, I don't have to. I don't have to play Tribe every time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to play Biggie. I don't have to play Nas. I don't have to play Jay Z. I don't right. gotta play the beat nuts. I don't have to play certain things in order nuts. for my skills as a DJ to really shine. Right. And that's when I started like picking up Herbie Hancock and mm-hmm. Roy Ayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this mm-hmm. is all music that my parents listened to, yeah, of course. Bob James right. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. but then I started understanding what a sample is. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait. The sample sounds better than what sampled. Yes. What was sampled. Yes, you know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. Like, so I'm like, now I'm digging in the crates, not just to find, you know, hip hop. I'm digging in the crates because now I have an appreciation mm-hmm. for this thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started to understand that, yo, you don't have to be one thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As much as I love playing songs for people yeah. and I love rocking a crowd and all of that. It was like, I was like, okay, I could give people what they know and what they've heard and what they love, but I can give them some, something new yeah. that's going to turn their mind out right. even more. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So, right. So now we got the camera from dad. Even yeah. We asked for turntables. Is that when you started picking up or when you said, no, I'm not going to do music. Let me see what this camera life is all about. Well, I stopped DJing because, you know, it's not because I was pregnant. But it was because I was pregnant. Okay. Right. And I moved, I ended up moving away. Um, it was like, I got pregnant out of wedlock. So I had to go out. I had mm. to go. Nah, it's not like that, but, <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Okay. But that's what it felt like. Okay. Um, I needed a reset mm. and being, being pregnant in the country in South Carolina where there ain't nothing going on. Right. It was like, this is probably the best thing for me, right? And I just okay. never actually ended up going back to it because um, I had her and I was like, my priorities have to change now. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it can't just be, oh, for the rock a party. Some people can do that, but I was 25 with no quote unquote education, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have a degree. Okay. I, even though I went to college, <laughs> I dropped out, right? So it okay. was like, I dropped out three times, in fact. So, because I was always looking for that thing. Mm-hmm. And I never felt it. Mm-hmm. So being um, being that like a, a new mom, 
and trying to take care of myself and all of that, I was like, yo, I, I, I got to grow up. I got to be more serious. Mm-hmm. I got to get a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got that nine to five. <laughs> and I worked that for a few years. Yeah. That I realized there was still something more that I was missing. Mm-hmm. I needed freedom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is not to say that I don't still love making mixtapes and stuff like okay, that. Okay, because it's on the website. <laughs> it is on the website. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? I definitely have mixtapes, but it's it's like, um, but the actual act of rocking a party. Matter of fact, I was just looking at my vinyl yesterday and I was like, You felt the way. It would be dope to have DJ Sweet Hots come back through. So we not. <laughs> well, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. <laughs> at least occasionally. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, but when it hits you as a, as a creative, you should just go with the. You should feeling. listen to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's and one bless thing we us. Learned. Bless us with that, you yeah. know? And yeah. things have changed now. We can make, we can send donations for mixes and things like that. <laughs> Everything's online. Everything's stri- Right. Everything's- I can do that right in the crib. I don't got to go yeah, nowhere, right? Digital and streaming and all this other yeah. stuff. You yeah. Can yeah I thought us about that it. Way. Definitely yeah. thought about it. Absolutely. So we got the camera now. So we're doing, we're starting to take pictures. What, what's your inspiration when you look through the camera? What do you see? Hmm. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things that that form that inspiration. Um, you know, I would say for sure, for sure, black people, right? Mm. What's important to me is intimacy, right? And I can show intimacy in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just the intimacy of the photo. It's the intimacy that the person in the photo feels for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's the intimacy that they feel when we create together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the intimacy that the viewer feels when they look at the photo, right? right? right. Um, it's important to me, though, like I can show intimacy for anybody I photograph, but what's important to me is to show black folks the sweetness, mm. the intimacy, mm. the closeness that we can feel with each other mm-hmm. because there's so many things out here that can make us hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that there's a lot more strength, or I can't say a lot more strength, but there is a certain level of strength and courage that's needed to be soft. Mm. Right. To lay down right, your guard. Right. To right. be open and to be laid bare. Right. right? So right. in my artist statement, I say I, 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 I discuss and explore the interrelational intimacy that exists within black Americans. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I haven't quite made it outside of America yet. Right. Right. So for it's us here way. in America, yet, yet, for us here in America, it's like, I want to show us our beauty, like show us, like show us the sweet spots that exist so that we really understand that. Yes, life is hard. Yes, life gets crazy. And yes, there are people that are gunning for us and, you know, and don't want us to advance and all of that. Mm -hmm. But let's remember the sweetness of a baby's laugh. Let's remember how it feels to see a man grab his woman around the waist. Mm -hmm. Not okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, let's, yeah. let's remember what it's like to see a woman rub her man's shoulders. Let's mm-hmm. see, remember what it's like to see two parents kiss their child. Yes. Or, uh, you know, any number of things that, mm-hmm. that, that going back to that, that unit, the family unit, but also the friends and, 
it's beautiful. you know, homegirls, homeboys, mm-hmm. like all of these it's different beautiful. things that make up our communities. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's really dive into that and let's really like examine it and um, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So like, it's hard to just say any one thing that influences my work or inspires my work. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, you know, intimacy and vulnerability yeah. are like top, yeah. top yeah. of the list. Yeah. And you can see it in our eyes. You could see it. You could see it. Mm-hmm. You just have a way of picking that up. It was because I show you me, right? Mm-hmm. When, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not coming in here like, you know, yeah, I love that. I mean, I might get into that mode yeah. depending on what's going on, yeah. right? But I'm not, I'm leading from a place of, yo, I, I want to create something with you. And, you know, let's just see what happens because I'm already opening myself. It's very rare that when I open my, or not just me, right? But when someone opens themselves to you and you feel that that is genuine and it's not just like, you know, some some fake uh, news reporter, like, wow, I'm so sorry. You know, it's it's not the fakeness. When someone really opens themselves to you, there's a good chance that the other person will be like, hmm, maybe I can be a little open myself. Yeah. It may not be a wide open book. Right, right, right. <laughs> you but know what I'm we, saying? We but, got a chapter open but, or something. You know you say You might got the first two pages. Yeah, you two, got it. Two, you three pages. In. You seen the preface. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you, <laughs> the forward. Yeah, the forward. You read that. You read that. Yeah. You getting the outline you know for sure. For sure. You might get a little for sure. Yeah. Might be on the first flap, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter. The fact is that the book open. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So Which is huge. Which is huge. Which is huge. So it's really, it's really just a matter of it's a dance. It's a it's a it's a conversation that I tend to have, and I'm not talking about with words. I'm talking about with actions, with mm-hmm. movements. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's someone's hair being out of place, and me saying, you know, do you mind? You know, what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like fluffing me. I remember there was a little girl I had to fluff her afro up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, you got to pick. Let's just do this real, you know, real quick. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm picking her hair out because yeah. that's love right mm-hmm. and even though i just met you that doesn't mean that i mean i'm not i care about you i'll say that yeah you know what i'm saying maybe yeah. it's not love right but i care about you and i care about your well-being whoever steps in to my studio or steps in front of my camera, camera. i care yeah you do there's a sense of love you've done so many beautiful projects melissa i want to talk about the to west end with love because i i think wasn't that your tribute to the neighborhood, to your community. Mm-hmm. And I know you did. Yeah, bless your heart. You t- took like small kids. <laughs> I think the ages might have been seven to 12 or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that, where you took them around in the mm-hmm. neighborhood to show them different historical pieces and just mm-hmm. art and people. And it was like a tour of West End. It yeah. was really cute. You know, it's important. Like, my community is. Like West End, Atlanta, right? In the shadow of Morehouse and Spellman Mm -hmm. and Clark and Morris Brown, right? West End is... I always tell people that West End is not the type of community where you go to see something. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like if we in New York, you go see this thing. Or Mm -hmm. if you're in Boston, you go see that thing. Or if you're in D.C., you know, if you're in Atlanta, you go to... It's not a specific place that you go to. It's <clears throat> a place that you let. <clears throat> excuse me. It's a place that you let happen to you. Right. Right. Yeah. West End is a place that you let happen. Are we live? 
Yes. I have to cough. Hey, go cough. <laughs> I have to cough. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, it's a place that you let happen to you. Um, and you just sit down and watch it pass by. Mm. You know, so those those works. And anything I really do in, like, I'm going to try to keep West End as the backdrop if I can. Right, right, right. <coughs> you might have to get you some water. Water would be great. Yes, Joe, please, can we have some water? Thank you. So I'm going to ask you about um, your other baby, Around the Way Dreams. You want to talk to me a little bit about that? If I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she needs the water. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> While you're sipping on that, I want to say that, you know, from what I see, a lot of the images that you've done, the work that you've done, it, uh, you know, it just seems perfect. And I know you're not even going for that, but it just puts, it just depicts people, people, black people in like a regal. Cause we space. are regal. No matter what they're wearing, how they look, it doesn't even matter. It just, the way you take pictures of us, we just look special. We are special. And just like, <laughs> like beautiful. Like, like that's the thing. Like I want people to be able to feel like when they go to look at their pictures, you know, I want them to, to say, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's what I really look like. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be some, I mean, of course there are portrait photographers that can make you look like you're, you know, in a fantasy world. Like I, I just want to strip all of that down to you. Yeah. And it's not about, I mean, I, I don't mind. I love a good set now. Yeah. I love a good set, but <laughs> it's really about you, you, right? And what, what, let, let's find that thing inside of you that shines so hard because I could take a picture of the same person, of different people in the same pose, but no, the photos won't look the same mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. not just because of their, this different person, but because they're each going to show something different. different. Right? So when it comes to Around the Way Dreams, it's, Around the Way Dreams has, went from being a documentation of Around the Way girls mm -hmm. that have grown up, but I'm slowly starting to shift that idea because I feel like it's it's leaving out a very integral part of the experience of well for me right it's leaving out the it's leaving out men mm. right mm -hmm. and while I think it's important to have spaces just for women yeah. there's lots of spaces for that yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. lots of spaces yeah, yeah. for right, just yeah. women yeah. right and there's <laughs> spaces from just men too. Yeah. For me, I need that balance. I'm a Libra, right? I like that balance. Isn't that the scale? It's like if I'm having conversations with women about growth and what makes them, what has helped them to be who they are, I would be 1,000% remiss if I did not mention that there were men in my life yes. who yes. have yes. emboldened me to be more myself. Yes, Yes. Right on my path, I and agree. it's not just my mates. I'm thinking about my father. Right. I'm thinking about Friends, my brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about all of these men in my life that have also helped me. You know right. what I'm saying? My brothers, and I mean like my brothers that are not necessarily blood. So it's like, all right, 
understanding that, yes, there are around the way girls. There's also dudes that are from around the way. Yeah. Right. You're so right. now we're now we're starting to get this conversation of what does it mean to be from around the way? Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> How can we connect these stories? Because everyone has their own story. But I feel like the more you share your story and more you hear other people's stories, you'll start to see like, damn, I'm not alone in my experience. Exactly. And then it's like, okay, now we're starting to connect the dots across. So someone in Cleveland could have had the same experience, a similar experience as someone in Watts. Right. 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 Or someone in Seattle. Right. Perhaps right. someone in Seattle could have had the same experience as someone in Memphis mm-hmm. or someone in Sao Paulo, Brazil yeah. may have had a very similar experience to someone in Kingston, Jamaica. Right. Correct. Right. So it's like we're starting to connect this idea that to be from around the way, to me, you could be from anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. So when we say around the way dreams, it's like understanding that as youngins, as youth, we had these ideas for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Did we turn in? Did we become what we dreamt about? Got you. Got did you. we? You know what I'm saying? Got and you. and it's and it's discussing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if you did, why? If you didn't, why? Mm-hmm. And are you still chasing? And are you still chasing it? Yeah. Do you still have dreams? Those, right. Because some people stop dreaming altogether. Isn't that wild? Yeah, because <laughs> they feel like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Or the, the disappointment of it not happening. Right. So then this is really an opportunity to maybe reset that for people because um, as, we're, as we're seeing it, it the, there's no age limit as to when you Mm-mm. can for for dreams to come true. Mm-hmm. It's not just when you're younger. It can happen in any time in your timeline. Absolutely. And you just have to be open mm-hmm. and surround yourself around other like-minded people that are dreaming and putting in the work. To make those dreams mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. I know it's easier said than done, but it's, I mean, I haven't reached my dreams. I'm, I'm 10 years old, but it's, I'm, I'm still <laughs> a long ways to go from where I ultimately want to be. But if I didn't do what I did, I don't know where I would be. I would be a different this person. This is what I'm saying. I would be a different person. And mm-hmm. I have to support you 100% on the men. Cause initially doing this, it was men holding me down, like supporting me and telling me, you can do this. It's a great idea. This is what you should do. Like giving mm-hmm. me concepts and ideas mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so, yes, I, I embrace, you know, movements that include men to say something because everyone is not bad. You know what I'm Ooh, saying? Everyone, say that again, Everyone please. is not bad. And there's some really decent dudes out here that support us. Why? They got a mom that they love. And <laughs> they got a daughter. They got a sister, a niece. Social and media so, has it very and, twisted. And so there are women in their lives that have inspired them mm-hmm. or given their last to them so mm-hmm. they can be the men that they become mm-hmm. and they want to pay it forward. They mm-hmm. really want to see women win. They got mm-hmm. a wife or a woman at home. Mm-hmm. They're supporting her. They're they got daughters her. that they love. You on. know what I'm saying? So it's not this, you know, <clears throat> boo hiss on, on the male gender. No, there are guys that are really for it. And it, then there's, you know, there's pockets of insecurity, yep. no matter where you go, whether it's women or guys, it doesn't matter. People carry that thing, but yeah, I think it's beautiful that you've expanded this out because I went to the Roundaway Dreams mm-hmm. when it was you were showcasing it down like a flat iron. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and and um, 
You had a DJ? I can't remember who it was. Somebody was on was it? Was it? It was a lot of fun. Was it Sir Daniel? DJ Sir Daniel? Might have been him. It was somebody else. Might have been Pepper oh, it was, um, it was, um Might have been somebody. It was Lady Marauder. There, thank you. And it was, she was doing a really good job. Yeah, she's and you amazing. had sound outside and people was yeah. outside and people wore their hoops. I wore my hoops. I had some shrimp hoops. They're <laughs> not as big as Melissa's, but I got some shrimp hoops. And it was good. And my, I brought my son with me. Yeah. And it was important for him to understand like the fabric of what his mom comes from. Certain music just requires me to move a certain way. And he was young and he was like looking kind of like, mom, stop, knock it off. And I was like, no, music creates freedom. Mm-hmm. And you or nobody else is going to stop me <laughs> from Talk expressing how I feel yeah. when I hear a certain beat. Yeah. If I hear a certain beat, if I hear Mary say, all I want to be is happy, I'm that. that's the Ooh. anthem. And you throw the hands up and you start moving <laughs> like Mary. Like certain things are not negotiable yeah straight up you know and so you have through your lens and through what you see to me you continue to infuse the culture yeah you continue to embody what we are as black people and i want to tell and this is what when i saw you I, we were just so in sync because it was all about hair i mm-hmm. want to talk about your vision and what's going on and your in your project surrounding our hair and, and the culture around that yeah um so I mean, even even this project, which I still haven't really named yet, okay. like it could be an offshoot of Around the Way Dreams because okay. it's about a young girl, right? Um, and but maybe not. Right now that I'm thinking about it, maybe not. Maybe not. But it's more. It's it's really a meditation, um, and it pays homage to the idea of a mother. Like on on paper, it just looks like a mom doing. Her daughter's hair, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, the set of images that I have on display right now, <clears throat> um, it's a mom putting rollers in a mm-hmm. in her daughter's hair, mm-hmm. and in that and, and that's really like I said, a homage to the time and the moments right. and the hours right. ugh, yeah. that I spent with my mother. Where she'd be, it was like wash day. So it was like washing the hair, putting in a relaxer, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these things. And then we didn't have flat irons. Mm -mm. You know, my mom might've used a blow dryer, but usually she was setting my hair on rollers and putting me, uh, like sitting me on a stack of phone books. That's right. And putting me uh, under the dryer. Right. And how, and, and it's, it's how resentful I felt of that because, you know, as a child, you have Monday through Friday, you go to school. Mm-hmm. Your time is not really your own. Mm-hmm. You're always doing something. The one day that you really can do what you want to do is what? Saturday. Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning. You understand what I'm saying? But you can't do that if your mom is saying, Melissa, it's time to do your hair mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. calling you. Now I'm looking at my older brother do what he wants to do. I'm watching my younger brother do what he wants to do. I'm watching my father move around the house. And there's me relegated to that damn uh, peach. See, no, mm-hmm. not peach. It was like a kind of like a, it was like a peachish, uh, sandy yeah. colored chair. chair. Yeah. And those damn uh, phone books that kept sliding from underneath yeah. me and our mom coming by and being like, sit, I said, sit up. And she's trying to move it. And then she's checking my head. Then she says, it's not dry enough yet. Go then back. she's cranking that thing back, back up to another 45 minutes. And then I got to sit in there for another 45. Yo, the resentment was real. The resentment was real. You know what I'm saying? So shit. We all went through it. My chair was teal. And it was the one that the seat lift up and it was a step 
so it play it was dual purpose. Uh, so it was a chair, but if you lift the seat up, it was actually two steps that they could use to put stuff up. And yes, you said then I then I got in a regular chair and I had to sit in the phone books and oof. and it was hold your ear because it was hot comb city. Oof. Shouts out to my family. Shouts out to my grandmother. May she rest in peace. Hey. She was the one that did um, our hair, right? My mine and my sisters, and it was. And I told Melissa when I saw her, it was a two-day situation. We really didn't like it. You thought it was one for you. It was two for us. We had to get our hair washed on Saturday. So that means we didn't even really want to go out looking with the plaits. Like, with the, with, cause it was real puffy and poofy oh, and the plaits. Oh, yeah. And so we had, and we didn't really want to go out with scarves. We did, but it was like, Ugh. we just scurried, <laughs> we scurried to the store and come back. It was like, we weren't looking cute. And then the next day was the press with the hot comb and my grandmother put like the grease on the back of her head Ooh. so she could part your hair and you can hear it and that that's what I grew up in and so when I could get a perm in high school because my grandmother was aging and she couldn't do the standing mm-hmm. anymore I was like oh this is liberation you mean they just put this stuff in my hair and I sit for 15 or 20 minutes and then it'll be straight because that was the whole concept mm-hmm. you know right wanting to be straight but I totally agree we were doing that we had the pink sponge rollers and you know shout oh out God. to my puerto rican friends and dominican residents they had the plastic ones with the casing on top of it and different colors meant different sizes because they went from real small to real big yeah and everybody in the neighborhood is wearing a big scarf to cover what it is because it's maybe it's easter sunday maybe it's christmas maybe it's mother's day it's the first day of school mm-hmm. and it's like the streets are empty with girls to your point the boys are the only ones playing two-hand touch Playing a full court of basketball, all they had to do was get a haircut, and that's it. And they're done. Lined up, and they're, they're done. done. And there's no girls out because upstairs getting None. getting it together. Hair we is all, such we a all thing. Had some, we all had an appointment, um, as yeah. uh, my my homegirl Tracy says, with the kitchen beautician. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she. That's what Tracy calls herself. She's a kitchen beautician. You know what I'm saying? When she said that, I was like, "Yo, dead yes. ass." That's exactly what it was. So it's like. You know, I felt a lot of resentment and I think a lot of, I think there's a lot of women who can remember feeling resentment because yeah. it's like we were relegated Taking to this time. thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Hell but I found that as a woman who is now taking care of her own hair, she has a daughter, you know what I'm right. saying? And I'm doing her hair. Right. I find that my time underneath the dryer is now peace. Mm. Yeah. Right. I find that I, I'm like, dang, I could catch up on a little sleep yeah. for about 45 minutes, <laughs> give me a little 45 minute nap, yeah. or I could read for 45 minutes, yeah. or I could not do anything and just let my mind yeah, just drift. Just drift, right? Yeah. Now, when I do fall asleep, I find myself waking up being like, <laughs> I gotta go back under this mug, right? And so now it becomes a thing of vigilance. It becomes it becomes a reason to stay aware. It becomes I become my mom, right? I tell myself, man, that's why you should have set up. You need to sit, sit, yeah, sit, sit, sit up, up sit into up, the sit, thing, sit. right? So now I'm telling myself that. So the the work that I produced, right, around this whole all of those feelings, yeah. right, all of that, all of that energy is now being. I'm, I guess now the conversation that I'm having is is how much of how much protection a mom can afford her daughter 
it during that process, right? Mm-hmm. Not only is she teaching her how to care for her hair, how to appreciate her hair, maybe understanding that, um, like I have a, a piece called Currency, mm-hmm. and the reason is it, it's a close-up of a comb, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the curlers. And it's like I call it Currency because as a child, I felt like the currency, what I paid I paid to get my hair done in paint. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the comb was the coin. Right, the coin, right, the right, comb right. was the currency, right? And so, um, I guess now I think about it and I'm like, okay, the comb is not my enemy. Enemy. <laughs> the comb mm-hmm. is in fact my friend, friend. right? <laughs> now, did my mom know the proper detangling? Procedure? Probably not. <laughs> she thought putting some pink lotion on that thing was gonna, yeah, was yeah, gonna yeah. smooth it out. No, no, no. It's a lot more to it, right? But now the, the brush, and I mean, I don't mind the brush, but I feel like I see the brush now as something that can gloss over what's really at the, at the root. Mm. The comb gets to the root and detangles all of that out, right? So those are the type of things I'm thinking about. But now also it's like not just this particular series, I really would like to, um, and I will do a companion film to it mm-hmm. where it, that film will more explore something happening as a young girl is going under the dryer. Mm-hmm. And when she comes out, the knowledge that she's going to gain from her mother is going to change her, right? Yeah. So it's the idea of going in and the mom has to decide at what point do I take this dryer under which my daughter can neither really see anything because the dryer's down here. You can't really see, yes, nothing. Can't see nothing but feet. <laughs> you can't see no feet. All you see is feet. All you see is feet. And your forehead's getting burnt to a crisp. Right. But she can neither see nor can she hear because the sound of the She's dryer, protected. right? So this little girl is underneath here. I think I might make it to where she can see, but she's underneath this dryer. So she can't hear anything going on. All she sees is like the actions of her mom and her sister and her father yeah. getting more and more anxious. Right. And she knows something's wrong. And every time she tries to come wow. over, the mom is like, ah, ah, mm-hmm. it's not dry. You're not dry enough. Yeah. You're not dry enough. Yeah. But that's because the mom knows when she comes up out of here, I'm going to have to tell her some real stuff mm. that's going to maybe change. It's going to change the daughter that went under. So, you know, it's important, you know, again, the black intimate American experience, like, or the intimate black American experience is maybe the better way to say it. That's important to me because it's like, we look so often overseas to find our identity. Yeah. Which I'm cool with, right? I want to know where my my peoples came from and all of that stuff. But at the same time, I have to understand that, yo, like, while we didn't necessarily ask to be brought here and we were forced here and all of that stuff, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to discount or negate that we also have something to celebrate here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what... This, I mean, the, this this whole hair thing is an appreciation for many different yeah. parts of our experience, yeah. but it all just stems from a memory yeah. of, you know, Melissa, it's time to get your hair yeah. done. Yeah, but you know, it, it goes to that to the thing that we talked about earlier. You mentioned what you see through the lens. It's intimacy, mm-hmm. and it's a different kind of in, to, in, intimacy between a mother and a daughter. It, sometimes maybe a mom didn't say anything to the child all week. 
because of life, right? I got to go to work. I got to get the groceries. Got to But then that time, that's the time together. So now tell me what's going on. Why is so-and-so yeah. bothering you? How is school? I see you got an A on your paper. That's mm-hmm. good. I knew you could. Like there's mm-hmm. a, that's the time that people reconnect. And so when we see the images in black culture, when mothers are doing the hair, it's a, it's a, it's a connection. It could also be a chastising. Like, didn't I tell you not to do that? Didn't I tell you stay away from that boy? You know, stay away from that guy. What goes on between me and your father is none of your business. It could be whatever. Because there's so many different dynamics that Mm -hmm. goes on in a black household Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that when you sit in between the legs of your mom getting that hair done and combed, it it could be magical or it could be something else. But you're capturing that. And so much so that even our two, to the same point, black men enjoy the fact of being sitting in between a lady's legs, getting their hair braided, getting their afro picked out. It's a thing. Let me tell you something. Well, one of the most interesting parts when we had the opening a couple of weeks ago, one of the most interesting perspectives that I received was from black men, mm. not because they remember what was being, what was on display, right? But because they remember seeing it. Yes. Like so, one gentleman was like, he was like, I didn't go through that, but I have six sisters or five sisters, and so. I was the younger brother that was going out. And every time I came back in, it was a new sister in the place. <laughs> I go out and come back. It's another yeah. sister, right? Um, another an, uh, another homeboy of mine was like, you know, I remember seeing, like he told me a little more in detail. I remember seeing this. I remember the smell. I remember yeah, seeing the, the products. Smells. I remember all this. Yeah. And so it's like hearing about that from the brother, the older or younger perspective is just as interesting because they said to me, I haven't thought about this in years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once I haven't get, thought like, once you, you get they, 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 they were like, yo, you brought this memory Listen. back to me so clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I kind of want to go call my sister. Once you get parole <laughs> from that, you put it behind you. You don't really want to like, yeah, like honestly, man. honestly, honestly, you're correct about that. Yeah. Um, Kids but it's it's just been it's just been interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, like an interesting exploration. It feels it feels like I guess it goes back to like I've read things that have said like, you know, no idea is original, right? And I've seen so many different ways that people have talked about black hair mm. and how important black hair is and even the experience of a mom and her daughter in really as it relates to black hair, right? Right. right. But I'm like, I want to explore it, but it's really about the execution is mm-hmm. what makes it original, right, right? Right. And so I'm still understanding, coming to understand what that looks like mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it feels good and it feels like I'm going in the right direction. It feels like, like with most things that are going on in my life right now, yeah, you're doing we're moving well. with feeling, yeah. right? We're moving with what feels good. And when I say feels good, I mean, not just like, oh, you know, this is going to make me money or, oh, you know, whatever. But it's it's like even when it looks like this is not what I should be focusing on because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily helping me right now. Right. But I'm thinking about the overarching. Yeah, this feels like the right direction. It feels like I'm listening once again. Like when I quit my job, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I'm listening to my God mind, mm-hmm. and my God mind ain't gonna steer me wrong. No. It's gonna, if if anything, I'm gonna get steered wrong if I don't listen if to you it. Don't listen. <laughs> I think your God mind is telling you, or something is telling me, you're a director. 
A what? You, you are a director. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are a director. Like, I don't see you, like, photography is your love and a pe- passion, but I see you directing short films, documentaries, mm-hmm. because your vision is so clear. And and it, you just have a great connection, Melissa, to creativity and the human spirit. And so... Mm. And how that translates. And so I think that's what a job of a director yeah. should have. Mm-hmm. You know, how to tell that story, that story that's moving from one cell to another, like just cinematically, yeah. just keep it going. And so I think that's your, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. That's why I had to get you today because you're, you're blowing up. You blow up, <laughs> Shuey. Like you're busy. You got all these projects. You got stuff in the pipeline, stuff in the queue. And the, and it just aligned like today was the day that we could do this. You know, that I'm, I appreciate you saying that because I felt it. I've, I have felt it. Yeah. Um, but it's like what I'm what I'm coming to understand right now. I'll say this. What I'm coming to understand right now is that as a matter of fact, I read this just this morning. I'm trying to I'm trying to give myself different um, like create a routine for the mornings mm-hmm, where it's like mm-hmm. wake up, look at phone, where it's more like wake up, take a moment to assess how you feel for the day, mm-hmm. read mm-hmm. something that's going to help you. And then, you know, eventually you can check that's your beautiful. phone. Right. That's so today I read. um this thing that said uh, it was talking about frequency of like just like frequency of doing something like making sure that you're in a space to be ready to do something mm-hmm. do a little bit of something every day that type of thing and one of the points that was mentioned in the book was and I don't want to mess it up but it was something similar to the thing that keeps people from really progressing is that they're afraid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they're afraid of saying that they're good at something. Mm. Yeah. And the reason they're afraid, and this resonated so hard, they were afraid because to say that they were good at something, because if they say that they're good at something, now people are going to expect them to be good at it all the time. All the time. And then it's like, you have to be good at being good at being good. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> because not just now. Yeah. And that's all because you stood up and said, I'm I know what I'm doing. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, you know what you're doing? Well, you're going to know what you're doing when things are good, bad, crazy, yeah. up, down, right. left, right. Yeah, all the time. And you know what? That's not the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what our fear is feeding us. And I realized that in a large way, that's why I'm not saying that I'm not going to be not humble. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to have a level of humility inside right. of me. But at what point can I sit back and say, I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm excellent at what I do. Mm-hmm. I feel good about what I do. Right. I feel like I make, I feel like I make beautiful work. Not just say, y'all, I'm pretty okay. No, no I'm better than you, a pretty okay. Good. I enjoy good. what I do and it shows. Right. Right. And I feel like, and this is not me, you know, I am saying it now, and this is, might be the first time I've ever actually said that out loud, so thank you. <laughs> but I'm thinking also for people who are listening, for you, for everyone, it's like, have the courage to say, I'm good at what I do. I'm good at what I do. Yeah. But say it like for real. Yeah, for real, for real. I'm good at what I do. You are. Yeah. Say, you know what I'm saying? You are a fantastic interviewer. You're a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You create spaces for people to be themselves. Yes. 
to have fun. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you love it. I you know what I mean? So it's like, it. and it shows that you love I it, do. right? Which is why you continue to be successful at what you do. Because at some point you said to yourself, yeah, I could do this. Yeah. And come hello high water. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm yeah, doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I'm already doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Melissa, what's next for you? What is it? The one thing you've done that you've, you, the one thing you haven't done that you like to do or what's next for you? Around the way dreams. Yes. Yes. Right. So what I have to say about that is that when you're like, I'm used to being a lone wolf, mm-hmm. right? Straight up. I'll be howling with my dog. It. <laughs> I'm used to being a lone wolf. I'm used to being me doing everything. Right. Spirit said, you need to learn how to open up your hand to receive so that you can also give. Beautiful. Right. So uh, over the summer or maybe a little bit before the summer, spring, late spring, early summer, I had a meeting with six women Mm -hmm. and I said I have this idea to do around the way dreams and I want to take it on tour can you help I think I've identified y'all for certain roles if you think you want to be down let's see what's up and they were down right and they was like oh yeah we love this like I'll run I'll help you with this it's getting to the point where sometimes I Forget that I have the help yeah. and I'm still like feeling concerned about stuff. And they'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You're leaning into my territory. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got your back. Mm-hmm. So me and this group of women who are so wonderful and so kind and so dope, mm-hmm. right, are going to be having a kickoff fundraiser slash birthday party for me. Yes. But <laughs> yes. but it's a kickoff fundraiser for Around the Way Dreams because, right. you know, and, you know, I have to be real about this. You know, a tour takes money. You know what uh. I'm saying? And so it's like, well, we want to hit three cities outside of Atlanta, New York, Detroit, and Philly. Mm-hmm. To bring the Around the Way experience, which is not just, I mean, it's, it's music and dancing and it's you know we'll have vendors and we'll have all of this stuff but it really at the heart of it is the discussion portion right. of what means to be around from around the way and how being from around the way informs the different parts of our lives mm-hmm. right and how we relate to each other you know parenthood you know marriage being a single person mm-hmm. um finances all of that stuff mm-hmm. like how does it inform all of that so we're having the kickoff on october 13th at um a location um, called Create ATL, mm-hmm. right on the west side, and you know it's gonna be fly. I mean, it's I'm gonna be really through. dope. But like, yeah, yeah. So that's what we have coming up. I support the. I support my life. I show up. <laughs> She'd be like, "Hey, I'm like, I see you, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Like for real. Like for real. Like, um, I'll be there. I'll be there. And if you need a moderator. For the discussion, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely keep that in mind because, like, it's important. Yeah, it's like I want, I want as many people, I want to bring as many people as I can on these type of things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's important. It's important because. Not that, not just that we create a family, you know what I'm saying? We're creating, we can trust each other, right? To, 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 to mm-hmm. do the lane that mm-hmm. you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a really important part mm-hmm. of it. But 
it's like the more the merrier, man. Like, yeah. let's just not to say I'm trying to be like um, New Birth or because or, or Parliament Funkadelic. They got like twenty thousand people in their groups. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they got to stretch them checks twenty thousand different ways. But really, it's important. It's to, it's, it's important because it's like I believe in what you're doing. Yeah. And. And everyone involved, I believe in what they're doing, yes. and we all believe in each other, right? Correct. So it's like there's no sense of ego where it's like, well, I want me, and I want to be, I. It's that. it's a collective, it is. and they really understand that, mm-hmm. right? So as we're so really, yeah, around the way dreams is like my my god mind is saying, focus on this. Yes. Right. Of course, I still need clients. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, they yeah, holler yeah. at me. Yeah, but yeah. of course, I still need clients. Yeah. But really, it's like I'm working now to get something in full effect to where we're being in. We're in demand. Like go. we need this experience mm-hmm. to come to our city. Mm-hmm. We need this experience. Yeah, you do yeah. need it. Yeah. But it's coming from a place of let's all get together and just have a good, Word a up. good time, a good growing intimate time there we there you go where can the people find you melissa where can they find you uh, you can find me in west end phyllis ellen well on social media, on social media. <laughs> yeah no 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 of course of course <laughs> um you can find me online my website is www.phyllisiller.com and that's p-h-y-l-l-i-s-i-l-l-e-r.com like phyllis diller but no D, unfortunately. Right. Right. No, 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 D, D. No, no D, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but Phyllis Hiller, or you can find me on Instagram at Phyllis dot, like a period, and then I-L-L-E-R. Look at your work. See how beautiful that is? It is kind of nice, though. You, you know, see seeing it, yeah. it's like, it's wow. Gorgeous. Those are, I, you it's know, gorgeous. remembering each of those experiences um, separately and you know, I see all of my love yeah. right there. Look you at know that. what I mean? That's your passion right there. It truly is. It it it's truly is. Work. All it's of those like work. all of that, like is it's a it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to have found my calling so early in my life. Yeah. And to know that it's going to, you know, shape everything. And be here long after you're gone. Yeah, straight up. Like that like I know that I know that I'm a good person and I know I have good character, you know what I mean? And I'm able, the reason I'm able to stand in that or the reason my, I'm able to stand in my work so hard is because I do know who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to mess nobody up. No. Yeah. I'm not trying to like get over on nobody. I'm just here to have a good time yeah. and like a for real good time. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's, let's share some things and, um, let's find strength in each other. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, that's my time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Melissa, this was awesome. I knew it was going to be all that in a bag <laughs> of chips. It showed so, up was. It was very good. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. It's Thank something you. about the way she moves. Listen, that's my time. Thrill Chicks Rock, you know me. I am everywhere. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Real Chicks Rock. Go to the website, realchicksrock.com. But that's my time. I got to go. Let me leave you with this from the memorable Frankie Crocker, 107.5, the BLS in New York. Grew up with him. He used to say this every night at 7 p.m. Before he went up the air, he says, may you live to be 100 and I live to be 100 minus a day.
so I never know that beautiful people like yourself have passed away. Until next time, be well, take care, and continue to rock on. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Be sure to like it, leave your comments, and share it with a friend. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.